It's not a competition, but then again, everything is. Like trying to have a conversation, and afterwards asking who wins. Every person that you talk to is the co-host of that moment in your life. Might be one podcast too many, but we're only one small slice of the pie. It's the cultural content consumption appraisal. did it you're here it's pitch black outside you're thinking why am i recording a podcast right now i should be asleep i should be eating i should be doing some stretching because i'm in my mid-30s there are so many other things to do but we're not skipping weeks we are the kings of consistency out here and we've consumed the content so what are we going to do not talk about the content we've consumed that isn't how it works anymore it is the year of our lord 2023 and the cultural content consumption appraisal hour is on track in October. How are we doing this evening, Christopher Anousis, my co-host? It is almost 8pm on a Wednesday night. And <laughs> Let's at... fully give the game away. <laughs> <laughs> and at 5.30 tomorrow morning, these words will be in the phones of at least 15 to 17 people <laughs> <laughs> around the world tuning in to see what I think of Frasier and what you think of the BBC3 show called Dreaming Mars Black, right? That was, that was such a good numeric spread, 15 to 17 people. <laughs> that really <got> <laughs> I'm sure there's I would have said 15 to well. 20, but people are dropping like flies out here, <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> okay, well, listen. Um, yeah, today we got we got good stuff to talk about. In terms of weeks that were and cultural um, just overview, I feel like we're, we're both busy people with lives and there's just a bit too much going on I, in the I world. I did the most... This, content yes. consumey thing ever yesterday jeff oh tell me please the people need to know you're, so, you're, the, you're in the right place to talk about it we got influencers out here right people influencing stuff and whatnot and i have no idea where this is going but please go on you you will and so there's a coffee influencer on youtube that i follow who, i know exactly where this is going <laughs> who filmed his latest youtube video in front of a live audience in a cinema in Dalston. Okay, um, let's I... let's all just backtrack. So I feel like you're assuming I'm a young person all of a sudden. He filmed his, you weren't going to say a stand-up special or his television <laughs> episode. Perfect. An introduction to the podcast. Louis, Louis, welcome to the podcast. His barking intermittently will uh, just spread around nicely on the pod because we don't, <laughs> we don't have time to edit out. <laughs> He's a friendly boy, and he might come and have his food. Um, so, yeah, so it's not a live special. Nope. It's not a BBC thing. He's literally fin- filming his new YouTube special, you're saying, at an official not a special, venue. Just his YouTube video. His but new YouTube because video. Because of the type of thing that he wanted to do, mm. he he dressed up smart for in a cinema, in like a theatre type situation, and decided to try f- five 
old coffee liqueurs in front of people because he likes to do tastings on his channel and he shared that experience with some of his patreons in the front front few rows where they got to sample them with him and it was quite it's like a whole thing and i was sat at the back like a nerd with my little goodie bag oh bless you (laughs) well still you attended that's so funny isn't it when you attend the thing and you think oh well at least i'm not like like a super patron first row guy it's like eh, you still went to the thing you're still a pretty big nerd um that's pretty awesome though let's actually let's shout him out properly you've mentioned him to me a few times what is this chap's name james hoffman james hoffman we'll put a link in the show notes see you on the show notes um, stay still jeffrey if you can honestly okay <laughs> i mean i'm trying to... every 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 sentence you you start like this and then you go like this and then you come back like this the one the one thing that's keeping louis not barking is me sort of like let him bark away to... man he's got takes Yes. He's, he's got okay, he's got takes. I do this thing where he likes to play with his food rather than just eat it. It's a whole thing. Um he's got learning difficulties and we can He relate. sounds just like you. He sounds like he <laughs> takes just as long as you to eat food. I don't see what the problem is. Yeah, there's a lot of hovering um, around it, like get so, to So it. to the Patreons out there who are now contributing at least four hundred and seventy two pounds a month to our Patreon campaign, one of the levels of of our Patreonness is that the top Patreoners get to go for a meal with Jeffrey. Be warned, it will take a while. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, the latest YouTube's, I keep wanting to say special, YouTube video being filmed at a cinema. That would be a pretty sick way for this to go if we end up with a Patreon. That's so awesome. Um, do you think you'll feature in the video? Like, does it get crowd shots? There was there was cameras and crowd shots, but from our last experience, Jeff, where someone points a camera at us for about 20 <laughs> minutes while we're trying to do something, and then we barely get a second. We went to a SummerSlam watch along, people. We did. And there were cameras up in our faces. What now? (laughs) Don't act so coy. And there were cameras in our faces for hours. There are people who are like five or six minutes into this already who have no idea. They could be new listeners. Do we need to tell them honestly what what, it's all about? What in the world got you here? But we're happy to have you. My friend Christopher is going to tell you exactly why you're going to stick around for a further 45 ish minutes or so Mm -hmm. in exactly 30 seconds and tell you what this show is all about. And this is, oh crap, the countdown timer is timing down. Uh, <laughs> and you know what? I, I, I don't have anything prepared. I don't know what to say. But you're here and you're here yes. because Jeff and I like to share content with each other and guess how much each other will like it. And the main way we do that is via scores. And those scores are ripped right from the Little White Lies Truth and Movies podcast where you predict a score in anticipation and enjoyment and in retrospect. But all we like, as we like to say, before, during and after. Before, during, and after. And before, during, and after, now sticking to after that 30-second game, I think for someone panicking eight seconds into it, you did very well there. Good job. I did good. I did good. Pod explained. (laughs) Content will be consumed and discussed herein. Um, So the one thing, i got to just put a bow on this whole James Hoffman YouTube video thing. Go on. Um, That is crazy that I feel like that is so niche. It's It's so niche. But it's still, like, warranting a, a room at a cinema and filming a thing and proper cameras and blah, blah, blah. Um, let's But let's discuss. As someone who likes a cup of coffee, mm-hmm. I feel like the listeners out here might be with me on this. We share so much. Interest, the Venn diagram is large, blah, blah, blah. I feel like this is one thing. And it's, 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 I don't have, I don't have takes. They're not fiery. They are mild and they are watered down. And it is a bad cup of Just coffee like you of like takes. Your <laughs> yeah, I am about to serve you. But why, why am I never going to get into this thing? What, what about this uh, works for you that other people just aren't getting? What's so special about this guy? And why can't I see it? Um, 
what's so special about this guy or why am I so nerdy about coffee? I mean, a bit of both. Touch, touch on both. Well, probably you. the same reason you like MMA and get obsessed with that sort of stuff. Oh, so your, your response is people are different? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> is, that, is that good? <laughs> yeah, that'll do. Is, is that good? Was, no, it, sort of, yeah. It, Tell us about James, though. What's, what's cool about him? Um, he's very, <laughs> he's very particular. Oh, no. He's very yeah. nerdy. That works for you. He's very articulate. Yes. And he has his own opinions on things, and he's very good at getting them across. I this, think this the, like the, thing, the thing that blew up that I stumbled across, I think mm. it was probably the beginning of COVID, which probably launched him into, mm. probably made his channel boom, mm. um, was a review that he did of the an Aldi espresso machine, which he Ooh. kind of just ripped to shreds in terms mm. of quality and what it was and what it wasn't. And I think I stumbled across that. And then after that, just found other videos on just like how to make nice coffee at home mm. and things like that. And then I just fell down a rabbit hole. And next thing I know is grinding beans and whatnot. And you think I'm nerdy. He threw out okay. a question to the audience when they were there and you go, cause he was just curious. He said, so how many of you make your own water? <laughs> nice. Half the audience put their hands up. No, they goes, did not. Yeah. And he goes, and half of you, and he says, and who of you think, um, he says, and how many of you think that's very weird? And the other half of the audience put their hands <laughs> up. And he's like, that's his Venn diagram, basically. Right, right, right. Oh, that's so funny. Because, like, it is making me just realize it's so relevant to this podcast, right? That what is going to happen even more frequently, because we are at this interesting intersection point of pre-digital, right? And the future of fandom and culture and media is all going to be what rabbit hole did you fall down, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all about also, it's good that there's, there's niche content out there for people like that. Hundred, it's it's like and he can I, be he can be that big mm. and have that many views and still nobody knows about him. But yes. he's found his people in his little corner yes. of the internet or I mean, Reddit as, or wherever it is, which is as, which um, I think is cute and awesome. It is cute and awesome, and I feel like as you know, um, occasionally working uh, songwriters and performers of music who like have an appreciation for the DIY aspect, like finding your little tribe and your smaller audience is sort of an ideal spot to be in. I think it's just, I mean, CD baby was telling me that 15 years ago. Exactly. <laughs> right. And it's, and it's a, a beautiful way to get by. Cause it also implies that you don't have to like do all the selling out that it entails to find like a super mainstream audience mm. like you can get by on a smaller audience who are really dedicated and like everything you do and will be loyal and all that stuff. I think, as a as a outsider to some of these niche things, I think the sad thing is like culture used to have like big inflection points. Like we would all know the thing. Like there's never going to be another The Beatles. You know, it's just a bit sad. Everything's so nicheified and stratified in that way. I'm just occasionally what always are you talking gonna... about. Got Ed Sheeran out there. Fucking exactly right. Point made. Let's. Oh, move sorry, on. sorry. The 1975. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that. I don't. I think these are these are good points of like. Uh, it's even that I feel like doesn't translate the way the Beatles used to. But then, hey, I remember there's there's like the footage of them performing on the rooftop and uh, everyone walking past, and there's a lot of like more working people and a bit more like on mm. top of the, their day day to day jobs and lives who like aren't bothered at all. So maybe I think we nostalgize and over egg how yeah. how big and beautiful that was that time. I mean, speaking, I, I, was, of... I was I was thinking like with mm. the whole Taylor Swift selling out Wembley, however many times she's selling it out and whatnot. Yes. And they, did you get a ticket, Jeff? I feel like I you did. got a ticket. You did. Yeah. Oh, shout, out, shout out to Selena. She got me one. Bless. Happy birthday to me. But I feel like right now, could you imagine if like One Direction got back together and mm. how much of a big deal that would be? 
I feel like that's still similar. Sort that's so of. funny. As a super non One Direction fan, yeah, there are a few. There are big enough names in there that would be a huge deal. That is yeah. true. I mean, you. But if, uh, if they're not out there, you know, making them incredible movies. <laughs> and, uh, like you, you freaked out a few weeks ago. It's not my boys. My boys are the Backstreet Boys, and they haven't broken up for long enough for it to be a big deal for them to return. But NSYNC for a certain generation is that. I think Taylor Swift and Ed Sheeran probably are the versions in yeah. this day and age. I can't let you open the door in the 1975 right now. Way too much is going on. You're not plugged in enough. And oh, so, come on, <laughs> forget it. New segment this week in 1975 or this week in Matty Healy. I don't know which one is it. How how can I how can I just open the door in the most like you'll have more questions than answers, but like at least you'll be slightly updated. So basically, they played a gig in Malaysia, which has a lot of different kinds of culture and customs. And this was a while ago. Um, Matty Healy's already in his own trouble and controversy for comments on a podcast and he had his brief little fling with taylor swift so he's very much in the public eye now then in malaysia he kissed his bandmate george on the mouth in malaysia and that's like part of their show and a bit of a show of solidarity to the gay community but malaysia ain't in for that and a lot of people were very very angry about it because they said you're trying to like be a bit of a white knight savior here when actually you know the government is clamping down even harder now because you did this like fucking like big old whoop de do look at us liberal types doing whatever we want when actually in this country it's quite insensitive to do that and a lot of people came for him this was a few months ago now last night on stage in somewhere in america i think delaware or somewhere he went delaware <laughs> sorry that's the wayne's world joke sorry <laughs> <laughs> nice um he just went on a 10 minute speech defending himself and um it was like very, very long and lengthy and I read it and it was wow that he did that during a concert is kind of mad. In Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the stereo the commenters on Stereogum, I'll link to the to the site in the show notes because I love Stereogum, great site. One of the commenters was like, What are the other band members saying when this is going on? And I think, yeah, that is like even if like you're super politically behind him, ten minutes of a gig. Like that's the 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 childhood friend bandmate dynamic there that is sort of like everyone either behind him with it or respecting him enough to i don't know what's going on there but as someone always fascinated by band dynamics that is probably the biggest takeaway for me because guess what the other stuff not informed enough to have much of a take i just respect everyone's takes and nod politely um i do like that he came out <laughs> swinging to a point but then the second i saw some of the actually i was like oh no they have good points maybe like maybe just shush um so yeah, I don't know where I stand on that one, but that's <laughs> that's, that's your little such, this week in the nineteen seventy. Such a Jeff reaction to something like "Good on you." Oh wait, <laughs> <laughs> I want to be supportive and I want people to be vocal, but then there's lots of context and nuance that actually I do, I do respect. At the end of the day, and this is a podcast, probably is the place for it. At the end of the day, I really do respect like making a stand and taking a stand and having your opinions and saying them. Like mm -hmm. I do, but I just I this it's very complicated. And not when you should be playing that Radiohead light shit. Oh, mate, don't come for my guys. So, um, television. Television. Um, speaking of uh, uh, Radiohead <coughs> Light, we've lived in the shadow of Friends Light for me when it comes to any sitcom that gets reviewed on this podcast. And it's not fair, damn it. It's not fair. So we're doing sitcoms that aren't Friends and we're casting that shadow aside, even though we are going back to the same time and place, really. Not place. It's Seattle rather than New York, but it is the 90s. And we're finally doing an episode of Frasier, starring Kelsey Grammer and David Hyde Pierce and Jane Leaves. Um, we've got season four, episode 18, Ham Radio. Christopher watched this. I pitched it to him. Let's get into Frasier. Cool. Is this cool. over to me? <laughs> I think so. 
Frasier Jeffrey. Yeah. It was it was a delight. Oh. I feel like I've seen this before. I feel like I've seen Ooh. this before. There were there were there were jokes in the second half of this episode that I was like, I've seen this. Oh, I remember Niles with balloons. Yeah. I feel like this has been on in the morning when I'm late for high school or a job. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. It was a big um if we get this right together, that would be better. Like big Channel Four. Channel 4. Yeah, Channel yeah, yeah. Four in the morning. Yeah. You love to see it. You know, everybody loves Raymond, Frasier, that other one. <laughs> yeah. Was it King of Queens, which actually now is super relevant because of the meme? Yes, the meme. The meme. Anyway. anyway. But yeah, so premise of this episode. Shout For those out to who the don't meme. know Frasier, Frasier is a radio host um, in Seattle on yes. Seattle radio. He's like a help person. People come to him for like tips and tricks on life or something. And he gives mm-hmm. them, he's like a, he's like a talk responder. Like they call him up and say, oh, I'm struggling with my shoelaces. And he's like, well, Frasier time or something. Perfect example. I don't know. <laughs> um, that's what he does. He has a lovely little producer lady called Roz who lives in the booth. He's, we she's like one of the main characters. You've got Niles, his brother. You've got his dad. You've got the dog. There's like a whole lovely selection of characters here that are all lovely and whippy. Um, I don't know whippy if... and, as in quippy? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not as in quibby, the TV network that <laughs> lasted about two months. Shout out to quibby. <laughs> if anyone actually knows quibby, please oh, reach sure. out to us and People let us know, know that you know it existed. To you know be. what we're talking about. To be and quibby. But do you know what I was thinking? I was trying to think, how do you describe... Because it's, it's very it's very one-liner, but not too one-liner humour, this show. Oh, I like it. Um, so in my head, it's very not-going-out type humour. Oh, yeah. Because I'm, I'm a big Lee Mack guy, and yeah, yeah. it's like one-liners, but not, not Stuart Francis one-liners. <laughs> where That's you, a great example. You don't, you don't get a joke. You if don't you're get in the British comedy weeds enough, you know exactly what this man is talking about right now. Bear with us. But this is it. Yes. Stuart Francis is like super, how would you even put it, right? The one line is like mm. just context free. It just almost plays on words and stuff like that. And even though this has that, there is enough plot and character around it yeah, and that then, it makes and, it come to life. Yeah, but it's sometimes it's so quick that I wrote down mm. in my notes, um, there was a director murder joke right Shout at the start. Out the Niles. Notes. We love Chris for having notes. <laughs> yes, a detective uh, murder joke. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And now I can't remember what that was, but I remember sure. laughing and I thought that that would carry me through to the today <laughs> to remember what the joke was. But it was very quick at the start. It was very Niles and Frasier banter type situation. And I was just like, this is why I like Frasier because yeah. they just have they just have good they have good bants and they good have good laughs. They have good um, I'm just laughing at the idea of you had such a busy week that in the process of going through your notes that you weren't fully paying attention to. You're now reading them back and it's like laughed. Laughed a bit. (laughs) Another laugh. Because I've written another joke down, which I thought I'd remember the premise for. And like, and I don't know why, I don't know why I found it funny. So Frasier's, so the whole, this whole thing is that, this episode is that it's a 15th anniversary or something of the radio station. So they're going to celebrate that by recounting like a famous, like whodunit on the radio where they're all going to read parts and tell a story. And they've got a 30 minute window to do this in. And it's like, you know, like, I think, what, what's that? What is, if you know this, Jeff, you're okay. definitely good nerdy man. But okay. what's the longest running, like, radio, like, oh. soap opera on BBC Radio the 2 Archers. or something? The Archers. Something like that. So that sort of radio TV show thing. They're going to, Frasier's been tasked with, oh, I'm going to put this on and it's going to be great. He said he was just going to direct it. He wasn't going to cast himself as the star. He ends up casting himself as the star. So you can, as you can phrase. see it classic phrase and then we've suddenly got all these 
characters in his life that are all going to play these parts. He's got this guy who comes in after his show, which is quite he's quite funny, and yes. he's seems to have this lady who's going to read this one line who yeah. can't turn up to the, re- the rehearsal because, and I wrote it down because this made me laugh, yeah. she wrestled in some bad jello. <laughs> Which I thought was a, I thought that was a good joke. Yeah. Um, they have the rehearsal. They all hate Frasier because he's, he's making them practice or whatever. And then yeah. we, we go into the, the main bit where they go to record it. Yeah. And it becomes and then, like the sitcom equivalent of like a bottle episode for the second half, right? Where it's just the recording of the play. Yeah, and it's just the recording of the play. And then, as you can imagine, as they all come in one by one, they all have their problems. Roz has just come back from, like, some bad dentist thing. And yeah. she has one of the best jokes in there. Should I do she a line a... reading? Sorry? Were you, were you going to do the line reading? Well, do you want to play Roz? And can I do Fraser's comment afterwards? <laughs> sure, I'll do Roz. Oh, no. He's a... Easy for you to say. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, she tries to say multiple. It's been a multiple murderer. Yeah. There's been a multiple murderer. I can't so, remember what she said. I can't remember. That was just I remember the, yeah. the the inflections of her voice. Um, um, there's another key point. Sorry that yes. um, there was a gentleman that Fraser got to play multiple parts and do accents, but oh, he I directed him so bad that he doesn't want to do it. So he brings Niles in, doesn't tell him the parts yeah. that he's got, but Niles has six or seven different parts, which he only finds out at the point that he has to read the lines for those parts. Yeah. It's it's kind of a farce in a way, this yeah. whole this whole second half. But it's it's a joy to watch. It's funny. You it's 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 a good Fraser episode. Oh, to be this fair. is great. Because we have this is the thing. I'm I'm glad you've very nice summary. The people are gonna flock to this who haven't before. It's a really good and It's I available it's, on Paramount Plus. It's also available <laughs> on Channel Four. Um, is it? Which I, st- I still call 4OD, even though it's not been 4OD for many years. Is it actually on Channel 4? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fair. fair, fair, yeah, fair, fair. Um, Do that, it's free. I find it to be, exactly right. I find it to be a good gateway episode because it is very, like, you don't have to know. But Frasier actually has a really good sort of, like, episode to episode through arc per season, which I hmm. love. Um, I thought, you know, a nice standalone one, similar to the Curb episode that was pitched, like, you can enjoy this without much context. Um, how could, how could I forget? On. What did you forget? The, the the I can't I don't know the character's name. I don't know if he's ever been in the series before, but he plays a gentleman in the play called Nigel Fairservice. Good old Nigel <laughs> Fairservice. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 there. Who just has one monologue he wants to say the entire time about a rump and spinnies and through the fins and spinnies. Bless him. <laughs> he needs to get this monologue off, and he keeps mentioning it throughout the episode. It's a really funny touch point about you know no matter how much. Frasier cuts, he's going to do his monologue. And then right at the end, when everything's coming to a head and it's all awful and he has to cut as much as possible, Frasier threatens to uh, cut it. And this guy won't take no for an answer even when they're live on the air. Yeah. And so then he tries to shoot him by popping one of the balloons. <laughs> and then this guy has the best best response where he goes, only grazed me. <laughs> and then continues to try and do his monologue. And then he, yeah, it's good fun. So um, that guy is called Jill Chesterton. He does another radio show for K-A-C-L. Is this actually coming back to me without Googling it? That's fantastic. Um, I think it, that's a weird story where actually the guy who played him is like Kelsey Grammer's agent or something. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like he'd never acted in anything else. It was like a very weird sort of side um, gig. Just he was an agent and uh, Frasier was a big sitcom gig, but actually he was an agent. Um, how many times can I say agent in one sentence? Many. Well, as a good gateway episode and someone who's flirted before with Frasier... Did it give by, you by going of... to the going to the streaming mm. service, I got um ten episodes into like season two or something. No, you like didn't. That. Yeah. Oh, I thought I thought you were saying off the back of this, you haven't had time. In no, 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 no. That's where I had I had got to in my flirting yeah, yeah, yeah. with Frasier. 
well, now that, you know, the flirting dampened and it sort of bumped into her again on the road, what are you saying? You might might take her out for another cup of coffee? Mm, depends. Are you gonna, it's lots of practicality. Are you gonna, are you gonna t- are you gonna take Mythic Quest out for a drink? I don't ah! know. <laughs> and that's this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Well, um, <laughs> listen, no one's doing anything right now. We're scoring and we're moving on with our lives. Can I just say, trying to be all concise and wrap things up? Um, I'd like to ask you, actually, this is fun. Go on. Why did I pitch this? This question doesn't get asked enough on this pod. Because you like me. I mean, I don't know. Sure. I don't know actually, because we haven't spoken yeah. about Frasier, because you you hmm. stumbled across it because you're doing a bit of a Frasier rewatch or something. Choose an answer. Choose a lane. Basically, yeah, um, all all the above, but mainly, I was on I was on public transportation. I gasped mm. so loud, someone came to my aid because they thought I was in physical pain. I gasped so loud because I saw the billboard for the new Frasier reboot. I'm still not fully prepared still not for okay this. With it. <laughs> well, I'm not not okay. It's it's that awful thing of. It's like the thing you said is very me earlier with Matt Healy. Yay, I support you. Wait, what? No. Um, <laughs> I'm really glad. I love Frasier. Kelsey Grammer doing Frasier is great. And then suddenly it's like, wait, it's almost like 20 years since the last one finished. And why is Rodney there? <laughs> yeah, and Rodney from um, Only Fools and Horses, Nicholas Lindhurst is in it. To be fair, from the trailer, he looks like he's playing a very different to Rodney character and he seems to be playing it really good. He doesn't get enough flowers for his acting. So, mm-hmm. okay, fair enough. You're there. But it's just it's a lot any any reboot we all have lots of different feelings about reboots for beloved things the thing is that makes Frasier different i mean because we all loved how i met your father oh mate well i'm i'm out here like that would be a funny one for me because i never fully fully got on board with how i met your mother (gasps) how i met your father yeah i know right um uh, i'm okay guys i'm okay i'm okay (laughs) the thing is whether it's a spin-off or a reboot or whatever Frasier's the most famous example of a good one because yeah. he came from Cheers and then it became even more successful than Cheers and even more beloved. So, like, if anyone has the right to, like, let's fucking do it again, it's Kelsey Grammer with this character who I'm sure at least is going to play him amazingly and it's going to lead to some fun episodes, blah, blah, blah. But in general, it coming back gives me a lot of feelings. But the feeling comes back around, not to the weirdness of the reboot and a lot of people. Where's feelings everyone to, else? Feelings to pass through there. But yes, firstly, where's everyone else? Apparently, they just turned it down. Fair play. They've Really? Yeah, apparently it was like, I like where we left on the show and I don't really want to like, I'm sure there's lots of new, this is David Hyde Pierce talking about not coming back as Niles. I'm sure there's lots of new stories for the Fraser character to tell was something along the lines of his quote, but like, I, I like the work I did and I'm fine leaving it where it is, which hopefully everyone's like cool and amicable because as a Fraser fan, that almost was like the first off putting thing is that not everyone is back. But then those quotes seem to me, as someone who does a lot of quote scanning for the vibes, no, seems like maybe <laughs> seems like maybe everyone's on the same page and fine, and it's just going to be Kelsey. But coming back around to feeling weird about whereas everyone else is, I miss Frasier. They're right, and uh, hey, I'll be an old person and just say a phrase. They don't make shows like this anymore. It's such a good fucking. Show. Turns out they do. <laughs> it's not like it. They really don't. It's. Uh, Have you watched it yet? Is it back? When does it start? No, I've read the reviews. Um, it's it's coming out from this Friday. The first two episodes are going to go live on this Paramount Plus thing you speak of, and um, <laughs> and that's going to be that. But um, yeah, into uh, it's just a lot of it is the nostalgia, of course. But it's like it's exact. I think to touch on, I would not have thought myself of a Lee Mac comp but like mm. that's a really good touch point whether it's puns binge and not going out i don't know why yeah, yeah. I just it just tickled that box of yeah, just yeah. easy and yeah. just stupid funny and just oh, we love that box oh that's mm. such a good box and that's and it's still going 
I hope they're well. ticking that box for you, listener. Stupid, silly, bit funny. Like, what a great box to tick. And yeah, it is still going. Um, fair play to it. But like, with that said, the thing, and listen, okay, we get it. Stop. Um, I'll bookmark your, your thought. You just clearly had a light bulb moment. I just need to put a bow on this comparing every sitcom to Friends thing. Forget Friends. It's just a heartfelt sort of thing. Frasier has it in spades too. I promise the next time, I'm sure it's going to be on the pod. I have It's Always Sunny. I'm going to let go of these shadows of these 90s uh, masterpiece sitcoms. But in terms of that heart I'm looking for, where these characters you're absolutely in love with, and no, you do not have to be in love with a character to love a fictional piece of art. Fair play, hashtag succession. But for these, it hits a certain soft spot for me that you do have to fall in love with them and you can't not fall in love with Frasier, even in this episode where he's such a fucking dick. He's so lovable and funny and silly and just uh, terrific. I think that vibe of um, him over-directing the, uh, the professional actor, hmm. it's just, it serves it up to you. You want Frasier to be overbearing and he does it and it's just like, give me more. It's like, it's really funny. Like, you don't want it to take too many sideways turns. It's like, I want this to be familiar and nice. Maybe, maybe put a little spin on it, but the more familiar and like almost like playing to type you do for me the more enjoyable it is am i right that he said that his dwarf sounded too tall <laughs> yes <laughs> oh my days he had lots of good uh direction that's fantastic <coughs> do you remember your bookmark bless you um i was just gonna say in terms of like reboots yeah a successful one at the moment is futurama in my book this Let's series is go! this series. I literally just walked in from watching the one where zap gets cancelled and oh, it was it joy. was it was a delight. There was Joy. my favorite, and I actually almost messaged you a joke at the start of that. And yes, we're going on a tangent, but that's what we do, guys. That's what you come here for. Um, but <laughs> what was so the joke? anyone who knows anyone who knows Futurama, hopefully you know the characters we were talking about. Yes. But what's oh, I can't even remember Zap's little green friend, Kif. Kif. He says, "I'm going to write a formal complaint," and Zap's response is, "It's pronounced. It's pronounced compliment." <laughs> I don't know why. It just killed me. Zap is so good. Zap is fucking. I don't know how they did it, but like Zap is Troy McClure. Mm. Not yes. fully. He's a, a bit of a different guy, but like that vibe. But the voice is Troy McClure. Yeah. Right. It's the guy. It's whatever different actor who isn't Phil Hartman doing a bit of Troy McClure. Zap's so good. The reboot is so good. Can we give it? I know it's already been on the pod, but yeah, it's so. Um, Oh, it's just great. It's just good, good, good episodes. Maybe not everyone is five stars, but none of them are below four stars for me. It's really fun. Yeah. Um, shout well, out to the... It's weird, it's weird having something like that without a laugh track or without people around me. Well, I, I laugh out loud. Yeah. And I do I do cackle at yeah. just some of the jokes. And I look around and I look at my partner. I'm like, only I laughed, but that's <laughs> fine. Because <laughs> I found just, that thing just stupidly made me realize, funny. You know what I'll do in that situation where I am either alone or in like you know, there's less people watching uh, than a big audience, let's say. I do a lot of, rather than long extended laughs, which I feel like are more social, I do a lot of like just the burst ha. laugh sound. Yeah, I just go, <laughs> I do a lot of yeah. that noise. So that's interesting. Um, Frasier, let's do some scores. It's I... pronounced compliments. <laughs> <laughs> great line. I don't know why it's just a great line. It's a really good line. Um, good lines are good. Good characters are good. These are what these sitcoms have, including this episode. But what Frasier. are my scores, Jeff? I think you were a two of anticipation just because of how this is interesting. This is, yes, this is a bit of um, this is a bit of uh, what's it called? I'm showing my working here, but I feel like you had a busy week and it wasn't the easiest to get to the content. So it's purely on that note. But maybe that didn't even come into your thinking. And from the review you just gave, as per usual, 
I now regret this because I feel like you were just looking forward to a nice 20 minute. Two for anticipation. I gave you three for enjoyment because how could you not? I gave you three for after because I feel like you felt solid about it. But now that now that you've spoken about it, I think I may might have aimed too low. You're two off, Jeffrey. Ah, uh, so I went two, three, three. What are your actual scores? Three, four, three. God dang! I how like can you that. not enjoy being in a Frasier episode, Jeffrey? Uh, very well said. Very well said. Three, four, three. And with that, really... I say no more. <laughs> <laughs> three, four, three. Are really, I like that. I like how it goes up and comes back. That's 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 nice. That's a nice experience. Like a roller coaster. Like a roller coaster of emotions. But a very mild one where you ended up in the same sort of okay mm. place you started with. Speaking so, of okay places to start with, BBC oh, Three. <laughs> no, listen. BBC Three is an undervalued arm of the content broadcasting corporation yes um turns out it's just like as you were saying in the last episode doesn't quite get enough plugging so here we are we're gonna make a huge impact i'm sure um between those 15 to 17 people oh boy (laughs) hey to the 15 to 17 tell 15 to 17 other episode yet when we're done alex bashed (laughs) i'm okay with not (laughs) If you want to make that a thing, I feel like that's your... Because when, when we get to our seven-hour special at the end or a season finale, I can pull together all of our Alex bashing and it'll be good fun. <laughs> Alex, we miss you. We need you. a montage. <laughs> yeah. Are you okay? Are you all right out there? Hope, hope you're doing well. Um, you know, you phoned me earlier because you were on saying you are doing all your driving and your big driving back from Hatfield all the way down to the coast or whatever it is. And you know what you could have been doing? <laughs> wow. Stop listening to us. <laughs> but hey... You chose not to. So not you're missing to, not this good bands. <laughs> not to make you uh, violently change topics, but now that you brought up Alex, shout out to the football in general or? Shout out to the football? Yeah, shout football. out. He likes. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, Dreaming Whilst Black, it belongs to the BBC Three. And it does. Um, I, was, I was pitched this. Um, I feel like it's such an interesting thing that's happening because I do feel like there's like. I want to do some old classics we bonded over as kids. I want to do new stuff. I want to do, you know, super old stuff. It's so funny where we're going. But, like, as I was clicking this, I think Starstruck came up. I was like, oh, that's such... he's been banging on about that for years. Funny that hey, yeah, that has that in my chamber. Don't worry. Yeah, we've got loads in the chamber. But also, I think it's funny that there's a few just, like, sacred ones that just keep not quite making it for whatever reason. And this seemed like mm. a very yeah, imaginative leap for you to make because it's just so um off the beaten path in terms of a show that's like well recognized i went to a talk about getting started in the film industry where um this man ajani salmon who is the uh, series creator and the series star was taught part of a panel um also the writer of the movie rye lane was on the panel and i can't remember one other lady who was also super talented um and yeah it was a really fun panel oh do you remember no i just there's a big week that was that we didn't hit talking about panels and um we should we should talk about it at some point but we could save it to the next episode but oh wow i feel like could we end the episode on it i i i'm almost like i want to get surprised i have no idea what you're referring to should we end okay, it? We'll come back to it we'll come back yeah, to we it come back to um, we'll get our scores in and say goodbye with a bit of a, a bit more week that was. But um, so, yeah, he spoke a bit about making a show. And from the way he discussed it, I thought that's really interesting. One day I'll watch that. And then, as usual, with a lot of those things, no matter how much content you consume, um, you will not get around to everything. So I totally forgot about it until Christopher thankfully brought it up. Because guess what? You're getting your ding, ding, ding for that double delight. 
Christopher used the word delight. Jeffrey's using the word delight. I know the ones of you who want more contentious vibes will not be happy this episode. Two boys watching sitcoms being happy boys. But is it sitcom? Great shout. Um, it's definitely a comedy series. Like, so maybe maybe fair, fair play. Fair play that yeah. it's not a sitcom. But um, I did find this a delight because it's really the most interesting sort of um, through line with this that I can make is on the panel, he spoke about his life and how it was hard to get something going and a project going and how he, you know, whether it's um, cultural stereotypes or like he comes from um, an African background. And obviously in that background, it's a bit like, what do you mean you're trying to go work in film? Like, that's not going to be financially viable. Like he was his a lot of his um, discussion points were about just the project being hard to get off the ground. And then you watch the show and it's also about that. And it's kind of it's kind of great. Um, like, I, I can't wait to watch the rest of the series and I will not be able to touch upon that in this episode. You can sort of hint if you like. I really hope they find a way, maybe not in this series, but if the show gets a second one, um, I hope they find a way to deviate from that. And like, it's a bit too like can't just do a show about trying to make a show like you have to have a, a it's a movie a... about making movies <laughs> right, well, we won't, won't get into that quote today we have a lot to talk about around that quote oh it's a tv show about <laughs> making a tv show maybe oh it's a, it's a movie his project jamaica road i can't remember i think yeah. it's a movie yeah um but it's a guy he works in an office shit is drab and dreary recruitment agency recruitment agency is very much a recruitment agency and god damn i think he nailed how both bleak it is out here but also like how there are light moments of levity and actual nice people and a bit of absurdity. Like I think like sometimes whether it's like going back to a Stone Cold classic, like the original office or whatever, sometimes it's like almost too overly morose and depressing. Oh, we are just cogs in the machine. I've, I've got to be careful because I binged this series. Right. So yeah, I can't yeah. remember whether things in my head are just in like episode one okay. or, or whether I don't want to like spoil the next yeah, I was thinking about what six episodes in this season yeah. or something like yeah. that. Yeah, <clears throat> but I, I definitely know you meet his colleague in episode yes. one who yes. has no idea or how to interact with him. Yes, <laughs> and is like you could see is like treading on eggshells around what to say. Yes, and he's does he talk about he's about to go on a date with someone and ask for a yeah. bit of advice of what yeah. they should watch yeah. and, and things it turns like out, that. He keeps he hinting up, at it like. Uh, and then he basically like, oh, you're seeing a black woman. He wanted advice on black <laughs> movies. And then um, like the guy, I think, almost ended up going with the color purple. And he's like, you know, don't go for the rapey one. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> this white guy was really funny, actually. I think yeah. he had a good line of like when he was even approaching him. to ask... I actually this is the rare time I, I'll get to shout this out. I clipped that five second clip out. Which for okay. the for, for our listeners, um, you know, sort of just doing that DIY version of um, putting your phone up to the screen and recording a few seconds to share with a friend. But I'm definitely going to use this clip in some group chat or other because <laughs> the um, Kwabena is the main character's name. Kwabena finally gets that this white guy is approaching him for dating advice with a black woman. He's like, oh, that's what you're saying. And then the white guy's like, yes, that is what I am saying. <laughs> it was really funny. I liked that. Um, so even for like... You know, this 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 funny thing of like, could I be more removed from 90s Seattle, um, slightly, you know, uptight, upper class um, people? Um, no, I could not be more removed. But like this guy in a recruitment agency who clearly lives in London and there's a big multicultural mix up like this is this is your backyard. This is fantastic. Um, and Kwabana, um is played in a really unique way. I really like it because he's sort of like. I wouldn't call him dour, but like. 
he is like just a bit is placid a right word for it yeah he's just a bit chill and calm and cool and everyone around him is a bit much but he's got these dreams and he wants to get a film going and he's sort of spinning his wheels here i really like this one scene because you know this is such a, a trope of uh, television let alone a comedy but um he sort of has this moment of um finally starting to feel himself a bit and flirting with a girl on the bus mm. in this really like oh look he's got a bit of vim and vigor vinegar to him sometimes he can really uh uh charm it up and then it was like he's just fantasizing in his head and it's like that is very very classic on on the bus to work and basically for a little bit of a spoiler not the whole series but this episode is things get a bit tangled up where he gets a chance to pitch something and get a project mm -hmm. off the ground and then lo and behold someone he has to sort of like sell his work a bit short and lie to them that he's not feeling well in order to make this meeting and then guess what some i'll say it bitch on the bus who is a colleague of his sees him sells him out also later in the episode sort of sniffs his food and sort of makes umming and ahhing noises about can you go eat in the kitchen rather than out in the office please which was a bit a lot um and it's her it's this person who sells him out so the boss takes him in and has a word with him and it all becomes a bit like you've got a formal warning for doing that blah 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 so you have to stay put mm. well just that very afternoon he had a follow-up meeting where he can get this project actually funded and off the ground and he has again throwback to that bus scene a mm. lovely, triumphant, fuck it, I'm leaving this meeting because whatever, just fire me. I'm going to try and make it. I'm late now to this thing my friend set up for me, but maybe I can get there. And then it just, it's crushingly real how much he's just in the room, in the meeting, fantasizing this rather than leaving because mm. he can't leave his job and job security is a real thing. Then, guess what? Later during a karaoke, things suddenly get very real because so far, for me, the the cultural aspect and the sort of like the race stuff seems like not the main meat of this show. And then mm. suddenly during karaoke, that lovely white chap friend of ours wants to do karaoke with Quabana, but <laughs> has chosen a song where Quabana's only contribution would be to occasionally shout out the N word, <laughs> which I think Quabana at his lowest ebb, having missed out on this opportunity takes as a bit of a breaking point, And that's when he quits during after work karaoke. Um, and yeah, it sort of has a slightly bittersweet happy ending where he runs into that girl on the on the bus again at a bus stop, and they actually do get chatting a bit this time. And like, he's gonna throw himself into this into this project thing. And I, at the end of the pilot, fully on board, fully invested. I hope you can find your dreams. For some reason, now that I'm outlining the plot a bit for the people who haven't uh, tuned in yet, firstly, I hope I've got, done a good enough job selling you, or not. I really want you to tune in. But also, now that I'm saying it all. I, you, you're going to play your response here quite nicely for me, please, because don't you, you can't fully hide it. But yeah, um, it's going to have to revolve a bit around the office again because there's lots of good actors and characters who are being uh, paid to be on the show. I think. Okay, he's shrugging. So <laughs> non-committal response for the audio listeners. So yeah, he's doing the uh, locking up his mouth and throwing away the key. I appreciate that. I appreciate you. But just for a pilot, um, super enjoyable. And you know, I'm glad it's going to come back to. Uh, the work life and the struggle because he can't get his film off the ground in the second episode. That would be a bit shit. But um, oh, as an introductory thing, can I talk more about how much I enjoyed it? I really enjoyed it. Oh, 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 we've got more mime going on. <laughs> oh, yes, he's unlocking <laughs> his mouth. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Coming up for air. Yeah, we nailed it. That. Went to drama school, right? <clears throat> Listen. 
I mean, if I wasn't recording this on, on the Google thing, the people would not get a chance to see this. And guess what? Even though I am recording it, they're still not going to see it. Because we don't put them on I do admire you trying to record this and thinking that I'm going to do something with it in the next four to six hours. Hey, hey. <laughs> I, I, I might do a big um, just archive dump in 2023 where the Patreon people get to see the episodes in full. You said archive dump and there was only one thing that pops into my head. A real dump? Yes. Okay, good, just to be clear. I'm going to do a um, big archive dump in 2023. I was like, wow, you're holding on to it for that long, Jeff. <laughs> so, Constipated culturally. So you're telling me you're going to click. Would you have clicked like episode two if you had time? Would you have just yeah, like, yeah, sure, keep it keep it rolling, yeah. man. keep it rolling, cool. Yeah, if any, cool, if cool, anything, cool, cool, cool. it's it's <laughs> this is the irony of our beautiful little project here. If any, the one thing that might hold me back is at the end of this episode, what are you going to pitch me next that <laughs> takes the time away? Because yeah, this no one spoiler, was really but enjoyable. you'll enjoy it. Don't worry. Okay, fantastic. Um, yeah, in terms of just a time thing, yeah, I definitely want to get round to this. I want to be. This is a funny thing, right? When you do like throw your fan weight behind something i want to be there already having consumed season one if they get to successfully either announce or launch season two i want to be like yes i'm ready for it let's go i don't want to be hovering now for too long i think one really nice thing about this podcast is it does make me realize like here or there where i've had very weird like bailing on uh the u.s office for the final Mm. season and never get like i want to like finishing a thing is very nice bad it wasn't because it was bad. It was just because it was without Steve Carell. Did you hear that? I might get rebooted. Oh, dear. Oh, anyway. Dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Um, anyway. In terms of so, my review, do you want to touch <clears throat> on anything? Yeah. No, it's just... I've watched uh, probably, what, three series that are on? And I started... Well, I tried to watch another one called Juice that was on there as well. Tried um, to. That's it was. It was a lot. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a lot. I, I hope it gets pitched because I saw some promo for it that I, th- I thought was quite intriguing. So I want to get into that a lot name, another day. He was, do you know what? It's basically, it's all the Taskmaster contestants in their series. It's basically, <laughs> what, it's basically what it is. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Taskmaster this year is a joy as well. Great. Too much of it. Great cast. Uh, this, is, this is perfectly speaks to my like, okay, I've missed a few series. That's one thing. When I look at how much Taskmaster... It's, oh mate like i feel like a game show it's just so so much it's so enjoyable it's though. more than a game show what is it i said it's just more than a game show oh okay it's, <laughs> I thought just you had a it's just fun it's just clever it's just it's good fun um what was i saying but it's weird all of these bbc sort of shows yeah they just they have like a style it, yeah they do honest, man like mobin and all that yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. have you watched man like mobin i haven't way? but you shout oh, it out so good but there is so like a bbc3 comedy I've, thing style yes I yeah agree. but it might just be the fact that they're all just based in urban london boroughs or something and maybe that's why they just sort of they all look similar in the london, way that they shot bbc3 cameras there's something there's something going there, on there's, here, there's yeah. a vibe there's, there's a, vibe. a vibe but 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 is it but it works because it just makes them a bit more real and raw or something yep. to it. So the, did you get that when you're watching it? It was just kind of just felt like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a bit. Yeah, I like. You it's know. not It's not Apple TV polished. It's not HBO yeah, yeah. polished. It's but not... I like that it's raw without being gritty. It was still quite yes. like soft and nice and comedy yeah. series light. We know you don't like Always Sunny Grit. We get it. All right, <laughs> chill. Just like calm down. That's not grit. That's coarse. <laughs> But yeah. Uh, yeah, there's not much more I can say. You you summed it up well. Um, I don't want to say too much more because I don't want to spoil the rest of the yeah, season. Yeah, no, I appreciate you. you. I appreciate you holding back on the spoilers. But I like this. I like the show. I very much liked how... Um, I'm glad I shouted out and caught you, caught you left field and you probably wouldn't have expected that at all. From Definitely. Me, and for the for the listener, um, 
you know, you get one throwback one, but also one new one. And it's always as much as I want to, I watched that Frasier and I was like, I'm just going to, I want to bring this up to the podcast audience, get them involved. I'm not going to make this the point of this episode, but it kind of is for me in my secret heart. I've previously tried to um, get through. I've watched Frasier when it was Mm. out. I had the big VHS box set. Shout out to Chris Benton, who I used to give them to. Um, And I finished it then and I loved it. Blah blah. blah. All these years later, I'm like, I'm going to get back into Frasier by watching all of Cheers. I can never, similar to you with Frasier, I can never Mm. get out of series two of Cheers. Having watched Ham Radio for the show and seeing the reboot and being intrigued again, like every part of me is screaming i just want to watch it again but part of my brain is saying you have to do the cheers thing you you so i don't know what i'm gonna do with that all that to say that's my throwback one but as much as that's a big thing for me i do i think one nice thing about a podcast where you review content is like hey here's a bit of an unseen gem out here go throw your support go give it a watch so i would definitely shout out dreaming whilst black in that way and having said that and all the positive things i have said what do you think my scores are gonna be three four four (laughs) <laughs> so what are you pitching for next week <laughs> don't nail it yeah you nailed it is that two yeah. weeks in a row probably probably oh, mate, you're back probably. I, I had i had you down for a couple weeks and i feel like you also were a bit i more... need to get back on the website and update the scores and see where we're at <laughs> oh suddenly that's very important to you <laughs> now i'm gonna go and update it's like, you know, you watch Match of the Day when you come back from 1-0 down and score in the last, well, score in injury time. That's when you, you watch would, Match of the Day, right? You were definitely not going to watch that day. I, I will watch and just grip my teeth and bear it, but sort of a 20% attention level, to be fair. Next week, speaking of Match of the Day, no, definitely not. Um, I'm going first. Okay, please. I'm going first because... Okay. He seems eager. 18 months ago, Jeff. Oh, it feels like 18 months ago. It probably wasn't 18 months ago. Probably 18 months Six months ago, four months okay. ago, six months ago. I don't know when it was, but our boy was going to host Saturday Night Live. Yes, Pete Davidson. Shout he out. He was. And then, you know, writers went on strike. Then the actors went on strike. What did you and think now, of that? Why don't you just get into that for a quick 20 minutes? What I think of that? Yeah. I think it's fair. The, the rules of the game have changed. You can't keep those same contracts. You know what I'm saying? All right, my People joke about residuals how that's way too on. much to get into right now did not land. You the question. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm with you. I'm with you. So. Strike, strike, strike. But yeah, but now yes. they're over, Jeff. Yes. And you know what's, what's happening Saturday night? Saturday Night Live? It's back. Hosted and by And you know who's Pete hosting Davidson. it. Let's go. Fantastic. We, so um, I figured this is this is me being nice because you were going to watch it anyway. Let's I was talk about. Watch it. I don't anyway. think we've done in a Saturday Night Live episode. No, we've... no, we haven't. It's it's been it's been a long time coming. Uh, you've you've oh, I've always had it in the chamber as a plan B for you. But I've always yeah. my problem has been I have a few different ones and I've never just had like one to go for. So this coming week's one, when I was definitely going to watch it anyway, is a great shout. Um, yeah, Pete Davidson was meant to host yeah a good four to five months ago. Um, but, he's never hosted though, has he? So this is the first time he's no, hosted since first he left the cast as well. Since he left the cast at the start of this yeah. uh, so season. So he's going to be out there being all tall going, hey, I'm Pete Davidson, I have drugs and women. I don't know what he talks about. <laughs> Listen, I'm not sure if you come for the impressions, but that, that was close enough. And, yeah. uh, and that's yeah. his monologue. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's close enough, right? Uh, yeah, but weirdly, uh, it's good for the listener to know these things because I feel like we have some listeners out there who are just astounded at the amount of content that gets consumed some people have mm-hmm. uh lives that don't revolve it around uh it in the same way it does for us um i, sh- I should say just jumping in yeah. again sorry sorry, no, sorry, sorry jump sorry. jump jump 
Apologies. Um, I'm expecting a sketch by sketch review of each <laughs> of each one, ranking them in order of what was the best so, sketch and what wasn't the best sketch. For those people who are yeah. like, how do you watch all of that? I think coming up on a couple of years now, at least since the pandemic, if not a bit longer. Um, yeah, we'll religiously let each other know when we've watched the newest Saturday Night Live, so we can talk about it afterwards. This is one Enjoy of the our tick list. This is one of our things on the tick list. We send the name of the episode with a tick afterwards, so we are now okay for spoilers and discussion. And um, for it to be the first time it's being featured on the pod is a big deal. Um, fantastic. Uh, yeah, I am happy. Um, a I very, got. a very specific. You were gonna watch it anyway. Shout is always appreciated. To go 180 degrees on that one, unfortunately. <laughs> I do have a seven-hour flight, so let's go. Listen, listen. I could get at least one Scorsese movie. <laughs> yeah, right. No, no. This is one that I'm almost like, I was intrigued why if I read a certain DM on a certain social media app correctly, you told me I ain't watching them. And I was like, why wouldn't you? I want you to watch it and then talk to me about it. So yes, you are actually. <sighs> Do you know what it is? is? No, but if I weren't happy, then I'm not going to be happy now. <laughs> I think you might be because what what were you on to not want to watch this? You need to. What's the number one trending thing on Netflix right now? Oh no! It's David Beckham time, no, bro. You asswipe! <laughs> oh wow, asswipe! That's the first time that got featured on the show. His head is head is in his hands, ladies and gentlemen. How could do you, you know do this? Why? Do you know why, why? I spent? <laughs> The whole weekend, virtue yeah. signaling. I think oh. I've used that correctly. Yeah, about yeah. how I don't want to watch this because it's a giant fucking PR stunt because he's right. a twat. And oh, no. now, and they said, oh, well, what if Jeff pitched it on your podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair play to the boys because it was a bit hard not to see this coming. Oh, there is clearly going to be meat on the bone to discuss this next week. Jeez. No one's telling you to like it. No one's telling no, me. No, but like I didn't it. want to give him the view. Oh, Because <laughs> wow. he probably get because he didn't get enough money from the freaking whatever World Cup Qataris. Oh, just like fantastic. going out there being a giant sports washing trope. Ah, just Jesus. <laughs> Can't I watch the Joe Lysett thing on Channel Four about it instead? You can watch that as like you know how <laughs> research. You, do, you know how you do carbon offset stuff. It, it does feel like that, and yeah. that's what, I just feel dirty watching it. That's just... Oh, have I got to watch one episode, two episodes, four episodes? Just what the one, do? just the first. But oh. I feel like once you watch it, you're going to watch all of them because you have a nice flight coming up, and at the end of the day, <laughs> I feel like something you shit talk this much... It's so funny. It's just so funny that I was talking about it all. I feel like... I feel like and they, had... they said the more I drank, the worse I got about it. <laughs> I can imagine this. So hopefully, if we can... Um, if we can schedule it correctly, you can have a few drinks in you when we do the pod next time, because this is exactly the energy we need. Um. <laughs> you know what? I had a whole thing I wanted to let you talk about, and you're not going to get it now. So we can just... Um, I'm going to start the turning thing? the guitars up. Sorry? Was this the panel thing? I yeah, was gonna I, was gonna to th- I thought you might want to talk about your Scorsese watch. That's all. I thought, oh, you know, you give you a platform if you had one, if you hadn't yes. spoken enough already they, today. They just, uh, <laughs> I appreciate you, even with um, the sad state of affairs of uh, what has just been pitched your way and how you're still just dealing with that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I do have to say, if I had a bit more context beyond that, I'm not watching that and like I knew how much shit you were talking it. I'm not sure if that would have made me pitch it sooner or just made me think, oh, let me actually be nice to them. Like, I don't know how that would have played. But I literally just got a, 
I'm not watching it and I had no idea where that came from. Because for you, dear listener, in looking forward to next week, um, as much as there is, as there always has to be, we are political creatures, as much as there is a political angle here, your boy is also a big fucking Manchester United fan from the 90s. So there's yeah, also... Yeah, neither winger can I like anymore. Who's the other <laughs> winger who you don't... Giggs. Aye, aye, aye. Listen, exactly. I would never make you watch the Giggs documentary. I'm not a monster. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, speaking of panels, um, it's been um, far, far too ambitious to get the, the, the pod there, but it is the London Film Festival. Big tradition for me to go to that. And um, for many, many years of attending Q&As and talks, um, Martin Scorsese's been my dream get, so to speak. I kind of need to take a year off talks after finally nabbing a ticket to see him talk in person the bfi just uploaded the talk to their youtube and um yeah he got a big standing ovation just for coming out and sort of being a small 80 year old man waving at a big crowd and he like did one of these looking out into the far distance of the crowd and edgar wright um cornetto trilogy Shaun of the dead director was the guy who interviewed him and just to use a bit of a wrestling term everyone was just marking out for the sky like it's a legend in the room and he uh was really uh awesome to hear uh, speak and yeah you're, you're right it should have just pitched a, a Scorsese movie should have pitched you the fucking Irishman now that you've got a seven hour flight that would have been a hilarious shot um, I still have never seen the Irishman um, I literally googled are you kidding me no I've never seen it why well, yeah great question because the cinema not to scream and blow out the ears of our listeners sorry Chris I might have given you one editing thing to nothing's getting edited ain't got time <laughs> It's it's been slapped together and going out. So apologies to your ears, listeners, but yeah, it just wasn't in the actual cinema. Um, we have lots of content to consume. We have lots more things to talk about. I will put the Scorsese talk in the show notes because you got a bit of James Hoffman, a bit of Martin Scorsese, a bit of Frasier, a bit of Dreaming Whilst Black, a lot of good stuff. Um, we've enjoyed having you. And uh, listen, with <laughs> how much controversy there is about next week, I'm sure you cannot wait for that episode. Can I take back Pete Davidson and give you something else? <laughs> I think that makes it so much better. That it was the thing I was going to watch anyway. That's the thing you're running away from. Um, to be fair, I, I also, not to, not to get too into this either, but it does just occur to me, we, I don't think technically we could, even if we wanted to, we could do a drinking episode with this. Could we? Why? Oh, are you going to a country where that's fine? It's one of the other ones or it's not fine. But we're keeping this under wraps. Yeah, it's... But it depends. There are places where you can. I don't know the rules. You think I know the rules? <laughs> Tune in next week for the rules about things, where you can drink, what Matt Healy did in Malaysia that was wrong, and why strikes are always good as long as we eventually when are we get a Pete Davidson episode. <laughs> Bruh, I've got this idea. I'll tell you off pod, but soon. See you on the Patreon. See you next week for another episode of the Cultural Content Consumption Appraisal Hour. We have been your humble hosts, Christopher Noose and Jeffrey Barlow. And for me, Jeffrey Barlow, I am now going to say goodbye. And take care. If you don't like when we misspeak or boost the audio or unpeak the microphones bleed because they're so cheap we're sorry to your ears if you don't like the intro or the bit in the middle of this outro or if you don't like the whole show question why were you here if you don't like the podcast if you think we both speak too fast too many tangents never stay on task pick up a book instead 
If you don't like what we recommend If your patience wears thin towards the end If you think you could do better with your friend Please go ahead If you don't like this content Or like me, the word content Then please go be more content And never listen to us again